Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. Just closing out my week here at uh, Joint Base Langley Eustis here in Hampton, Virginia area. It's a, it's a gorgeous day looking out over the water and uh, have a great I've had a great few days just talking to friends, was able to do another Leaders with Leaders for, uh, for just an opportunity. I spent the week with the commander of the 2nd Air Support Operations Squadron, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mike Hayek. He was uh, the 13th Lieutenant, the TACP officer and career field manager at the Pentagon. Uh, he was the chief of staff of the Air Force. He was his, uh, his aide a little bit. He was working for, for General Goldfein uh, for a little bit. So he has had great experience, great exposure, great conversation, and then great answers for what we had to talk about when it comes to leadership and the practical application of leadership as it applies in a personal human context inside his squadron and inside his organization. But... As you can imagine, he and I have had just great leadership conversation over the past few days, a lot of good motivation, and quite honestly, as I've been talking about, a lot of great inspiration. And I've probably taken notes on somewhere between a half dozen and a dozen different podcast topics, but the two I kind of wanted to talk about today uh, would be uh, navigation and a leadership combine. And I'll start with the, the leadership combine. Uh, earlier this week, wrapped up the NFL 2019 NFL Combine, where college athletes are looking to get drafted. So they go there to showcase their skills, their talents, their athletic prowess in hopes of solidifying a place inside the NFL draft coming up here soon. And I, I started thinking to myself, what if we could draft our leaders and our commanders? So think to yourself, inside your organization, if you could hire who is ever going to be your boss and they had to go to the combine and display their talents, whatever prowess that they would have to lead you to be a better person, what would that look like? Now, in an NFL sense, if we're talking about a quarterback, obviously, for those of you who've been listening, (coughs) excuse me, for any period of time, you would know that not only am I a huge fan of the NFL, but a huge fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, which is my hometown. I've lived there since I was 12 years old. But realistically, I'm a super hella mega huge fan of the Cleveland Browns. And my father was born and raised in Cleveland. And so he raised us to be Browns fans and Indians fans and Cavaliers fans. And, and so by the time we moved to Kansas City when we were 12, I was already a huge, huge follower of the Cleveland Browns. So while I do appreciate the Chiefs and follow them religiously, I, my heart always defaults to Cleveland. And so when I look back at the 2018 NFL Combine, looked up our quarterback, my quarterback, my official man crush, Baker Mayfield. You know, he, he tested and was graded in areas of the 40-yard dash, vertical jump, broad jump, a three-cone drill, and a 20-yard shuttle. Just again, just to display some of his athletic prowess. And, and when it came down to it, uh, he got a prospect grade of 6.04, which really puts him just above middle of the pack. And it says, should become an instant starter. But, you know, the grading system, there's, there's 13 levels and he was uh, the sixth best level, I guess is the only way to say that. But, but if you think about what you would want from your leaders, how would you want them to be evaluated? If, if whatever, whatever boss that you could have, whatever commander that you could have, whatever senior enlisted leader that, that you could have that you would want to work for, and if you could make all these amazing great leaders go to a leadership combine, what talents would you want them to showcase there? What would you want them to compete against with other people? 
And it's very interesting because as I was, as I was having this conversation with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Hayek, and, and he's uh, one of the ASOS squadron commanders, I was also having the conversation with my TACP group commander, uh, Colonel Charles Drulliard. And again, I've mentioned him a couple different time, times. He's inspired two podcasts just with conversations that he and I have had. But so I, I asked both of them while, while we're uh, out at lunch the other day, you know, about, uh, about this concept, like, hey, what, what would you what would you really want to do? And then both of them in their own ways have brought up that they would want to see their human interaction, how they would deal in social settings with different kinds of people in different kinds of circumstances, how they would react. Perhaps, you know, and, and this, this kind of like kind of as, as the conversation evolved, and I, I'm paraphrasing greatly here, which, which is unfortunate because I hate doing that because you kind of, you end up blending the original intent of their spoken word. But as we had the conversation, they wanted to see how they would talk to people, how they would talk to their teammates, how they would talk to the spouses of teammates, how they would talk to people in a professional setting, in a morale setting, how they would deal with adversity, how they would deal with success, you know, how they deal and how they interact with high ranking people versus how they interact with low ranking people and just get this, this good whole person kind of feel for how they just live their life as a human being and as a leader and how they can cultivate and inspire a culture of, of teamwork and communication. And I thought that was, that was a really great answer because for me, it was coming up to, you know, I would want to uh, have them tested on their understanding of motivational theories. You know, for me, it comes down to Hertzberg's two-factor theory, Adam's equity theory, Vroom's expectancy theory, the Blanchard-Hersey model for situational leadership. You can go to McClellan's theory. You know, so I, I would want them to have a good understanding and be able to speak intelligently about all these different contemporary theories of motivation. And, and again, these aren't, these aren't military things. These are civilian theories that the military has adopted, that the military trained me because they viewed it as an important item to understand what motivates our people. So I, I would want them to understand motivation in its purest form uh, as it relies to small team dynamics, as it applies to large team dynamics, and as it applies to individuals. I would also want my leaders tested on their understanding of different personalities. And whether you want to go true colors slash Ford lenses, however you want to describe that concept, whether you are in orange, blue, green, or gold, you can figure that out. Whether you're going to talk about a Myers-Briggs type indicator to where I am an ENFJ or ENTJ, like the, the uh, F and T are, are very, very, are very, very close for me, depending on the day. So I actually look at both of those personalities to get a, a true uh, realization of, of who I am in, in that type of context. But I, I would want them to know and understand those differences. I would want them uh, to take Angela Duckworth's grit test and see where they measure on the grit scale and understand their knowledge of grit and how it applies. I would want them to understand uh, Dr. Janelle McCauley's study of mindfulness on what they do to restore their soul, what they do to get right for them, what they do to help shape an environment where people can communicate and uh, deal with stressors, deal with life, deal at whatever, in you know, my case, military service or deployment or war, like true warfare, you know, how that affects individuals and give them some of those traits to, to A, just help do some self-recovery and then B, form the environment where they can uh, convince people to go out and seek help where help is needed. And, and so the, the mindfulness aspect ends up being absolutely huge. I would want them to be knowledgeable uh, about physical fitness. I would want them to be knowledgeable about communication 
And for me, I would want them to be knowledgeable about contemporary theories of leadership. And theories is probably a, a bad phrase. I just want them to have different understandings because I don't think there's one person out there who has it all right when it comes to leadership, that what they teach is 100% whole and complete. For instance, I absolutely adore Simon Sinek. And he is my Baker Mayfield of the, the leadership game. And he, he, does, he does great stuff. His, his understanding, he's got a new video that came out um, in January of 19. So if you haven't checked that out, just look up Baker Mayfield on, on YouTube. You both figured out it's about an hour and a half long uh, video. But uh, 45 minutes of that is question and answer. So it's really only 45 minutes if you're looking to, to glean some, some new knowledge from it. And it is absolutely well worth your time. But again, you can't just understand the why. The, 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 while absolutely important and vital, you know, understanding the why is, is huge, but it isn't all of it. It's just one facet to leadership. Because for me, in my study of the word expectations, I came down to why is why so important. And the why behind the why being important is because it sets and leads expectations. And that's why I've studied the word expectations for seven years. Because why we need to know why is because we all have a need to have good, solid, realistic expectations. And that when we don't have realistic expectations, we have frustrations. And it's how we understand the expectations and how we deal with these frustrations that is going to affect our mental health. This is what we need to talk about. I love John C. Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. These are great concepts too. Obviously, I love Angela Duckworth's grit. That, that is, is phenomenal. Um, John Gordon, I like his, his energy bus concepts. So that, that ends up being great. So all these different books that, that you can read and, and go through, there's not one thing that's going to get you there. But I would love our leaders to be tested and go through this combine on their knowledge, and not just knowledge, but their understanding of the practical application of these concepts and how either A, they, they have it apply in their organizations or B, how they would like it to apply and what steps they were going to make to make sure that it was being applied and that they were gonna create a culture that facilitates everything that they would possibly ever showcase inside this leadership combine. So I ask you, what would you want your leaders tested on? What skills would you want them to showcase? Would it be empathy or apathy? Would it be understanding of perspective? Would it be their ability to communicate? Perhaps their ability to receive feedback and or take critiques. Because again, I, I don't mind a critique. You can critique me all day long. It doesn't necessarily mean you're judging me. It, it, it could be that, but I, I think... But I, I, I think judgment for, for a lot of purposes isn't really it because I can critique people all day long. I'm not judging them. Some people are just ignorant, but you know, and they don't know what they don't know and they haven't experienced the things that I've experienced. So how could I possibly expect them to know that? That makes them ignorant. It doesn't make them stupid. They just haven't been exposed to it yet. But if we could have this leadership combine and perhaps possibly expose them to these different areas, different thought processes, different things that could possibly happen inside an organization, how would you want your leaders to test? So I invite you, if you're so bold, write me, email me. Again, chachi at capelead.com, C-H-I, C-A, I'm sorry, C-H-A-C-H-I at capelead, C-A-P-E-L-E-A-D.com. 
or write me at Chachi Pachesa on Instagram, at Tim Pachesa on Twitter. You can leave me a message on the Cape Lead Facebook page, whatever you want to do. But just tell me, what would you want, if I haven't mentioned it here, anything that you would want your leaders tested on? And whether it's a personal pet peeve of yours, or perhaps it's scar tissue that you've built up because you had some shitty bosses in the past. And because they were incapable of doing some of these things, now it affected you so greatly that you want to make sure that every leader that you ever work for never does that, but then also completely does the opposite. So what, what would those things be? Talk to me. We'll, uh, we'll kind of put it together. If I need to do a follow-up podcast on this and I, I can do a segment about what people wrote in, I'm more than happy to do that. I think it'd be a phenomenal way to start a conversation. And then the second thing I want to talk about while we were in the car the other day, uh, myself and Lieutenant Colonel Hayek, we're driving out to one of the events for our would-be TACP officers, all these candidates, Started out as 27 down to 25 candidates who are who are trying just to earn a spot to get to go to our tech school to become possibly a TACP officer. And uh, and obviously he and I have been trained for combat. We've deployed to combat multiple times each. And so a lot of the, the field skills uh, that a lot of airmen don't get, uh, we've done time and time again. And so as we were as I was giving him directions, he he was driving. And it, it was one of those things to where it, it just instantly hit us that leadership, as I've always said, is about getting the conversation right. And I think there's, there's, I, I don't know why I hadn't thought about this and it stopped me in my tracks. Like, holy shit, this is such a great example and a great metaphor for how to communicate. Because if I'm giving him directions, what I don't do is right as we're approaching a right-hand turn that he needs to make, I don't go, okay, turn here now. That's not good communication. That is not how we expect to lead expectations if we're going to be successful. Or I, I, I can sit there and say, hey, you're gonna take a right turn up here. Now, up here is very nebulous. It's very ambiguous. We don't know when, when that is. We have to have the follow-up. We have to talk and communicate in a way that is going to make us as successful as absolutely possible. So I can say, hey, you've got a turn coming up here in a mile, okay? Is it a left turn or is it a right turn? He knows the mile, but then if it's a left turn or a right turn, this is going to be different if we're not on a two-lane road. Anything bigger than a two-lane road, now, now we're going to have to have problems. So, so what I did yesterday, and, and I just did it instinctively, and again, uh, instinctively now, but just based off of my military training, was, okay, we just took a turn. Okay, uh, in a mile and a half, you're going to take a right turn and you're going to be, take this right turn after you go underneath an overpass. And we're going to loop around to the right to get on the highway. That, that was, by and large, a complete message. So it was a mile and a half up there. We knew he was going to take a right-hand turn. So we knew that in a mile and a half, he would have to be in the right lane, but possibly not the far right lane because he was going to have to go underneath an overpass. If he was going to take a right turn to get on the on-ramp prior to the overpass, that would make sense. He'd have to be in the far right lane. But as I described these words, he would know that he would have to be right or have the uh, capability to get right as he needed to, depending on the traffic and however the lane setup was. But he could figure that out as he was approaching the overpass and figure out what that picture of traffic was going to look like for him. And then I could help spot for him to, to clear him to the right to, to get over. But that was clear and precise communication. And that, that was amazing because I helped him understand his expectation for what he was going to have to do as a driver. So this navigation, so it's like, you know, communication is how we navigate through life. And it was so profound. We, and we're just sat there like, holy shit, 
Like this is such a great metaphor. As we navigate through life, who's going to be our GPS? Who is going to tell us what to do? Who's going to paint the picture? Who's going to show us where our turns are? What lane we need to be in to take the right turn? And how well is this communication going to set us up to navigate our way through life, through our organizations, perhaps our career, or perhaps through our family life, or perhaps just help us navigate our personal life. And really personal life, I'm breaking that down to like personal life with you, your family, your friends, but then also the personal life as it applies to yourself, you individually, because so many times we prioritize everything and everybody else before we make time for ourselves. As I've said time and time again in these podcasts is our ability to get that oxygen, put on our oxygen mask first before we put on the oxygen mask of the person sitting next to us. Be right with you. Get right for you. Do what restores your soul so that you know you are complete because that is going to make you a better teammate, a better family member, a better friend, a better leader, a better follower. I mean, you name it. It is going to set you up for success as long as you have the presence of mind to understand that there's a difference between your personal life and yourself as an individual. And again, this isn't about being greedy. This isn't about being selfish. But again, like uh, especially in contemporary American society, I, I would I would kind of like for you to err on the side of selfish. And I've said this at least one other time in my podcast is err on the side of selfish, perhaps just a little bit more. Put the focus on you. And if we're going to err, it's kind of err towards getting right with you because everything and everyone else is chewing up so much of our time. I think it's vital that, that we just take a step back, we realize what's up, we, we evaluate for ourselves, and we take time for ourselves. So for me, this, this morning, I got up, I walked on the treadmill for an hour, then I ran on the treadmill for, for 30 minutes. I was just, I needed to warm up, and after 30 minutes, I just wasn't there. So I kept doing that, and I stretched, and I warmed up, and then I was finally able to run. But I, I listened to podcasts. I listened to music, I looked at another Simon Sinek video that, that I hadn't looked at before. And so I did time, I took time for me to what happened when I restore my soul. And for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that I'm geographically separated from my family, so it's probably easy for me to say. But when I move back to Phoenix here in the next month or two, uh, I'm gonna do the same thing. As everyone's still sleeping, I'm gonna go to the garage where we have a treadmill and a gym, and I'm gonna work out and I'm gonna get time for myself. And I'm going to make this happen. But all of this to be right with me so I could be a better communicator so I can help me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my coworkers all navigate through life because of my understanding of communication and expectations. So, oh man, I've been waiting to do this podcast. I just had a, a busy few days, but talking about the NFL combine and then yesterday talking about the analogy of just, you know, navigation is communication and the communication through life and everything else was just, oh, I couldn't wait to get to this. So I'm super, super inspired. I hope this inspires you. But again, email me, talk to me about what, what, what you think about the leadership combine and what you think about communication about navigation, this metaphor for how we communicate and navigating anywhere throughout a map is how we can communicate to get everyone to success inside our organizations. So again, think about it, email me, Text me, whatever you have to do. Let's just keep the conversation going. So this is Chachi reminding you, uh, educate, anticipate, dominate, but I appreciate you always tuning in. And we'll catch you here next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. We'll talk to you later.